Amber Brown, podcaster in the accounting, finance, and fintech space. Our flagship show, Accounting Influencers, is now one of the world's leading podcasts in this genre and has a number of spin off shows over the years. This particular show is now focusing on talent, which, let's face it, is one of the biggest challenges for the accounting world at the moment. And the format stays the same. I interview the experts, the influencers, and the leaders in many different aspects of culture, talent employer brand succession, talent attraction, retention, soft skills, accounting credentials, qualifications, leadership, mental well-being, the brand of the profession, employee value propositions, employee engagement, increasing capacity and headcount in accounting firms, career development, and the usual HR, learning development, DEI, the great resignation, a ton of other talent-related issues in accounting. And whether you're hiring or being hired, happy where you are or considering a move, leading or following, employed or self-employed, totally skilled up and super employable or needing to refresh your skills, sharpen your personal brand. This is the perfect podcast for you accounting, finance and tech professionals to stay competitive, relevant and informed about all things talent in accounting. So let's get moving with today's show. Influencers Broadcast Network presents Influencers in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Brought to you by Advanced Track. This is Rob Brown here with our Influencers in Accounting podcast. On behalf of the Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network, going out all over the world in many, many countries, I'm thrilled to have with me today an old friend and one of the legends in the accounting game. It's Tom Wheelwright. Good day, Tom. How are you doing today, Rob? It's great to be with you. Thank you, Tom. It, it is and, great. and it's great to be called a legend, by the way. I I I I will I readily admit I'm old, but it's uh it's nice to be a legend. Well, let's call it experience, but are you one of those experts, gurus, whatever you want to call it, that surround yourself with people that think you're great and say yes to everything you do, Tom? <laughs> hardly. Hardly. I'm just the opposite. I'm the one who wants to be around people who don't don't tell me what I like. And uh, I always, I always want to, I want to, I always want to know what I can do better. Roger that. They don't walk around saying, "Tom Wheelwright, it's so great working with you. You're an absolute legend." So you don't get that all the time. I, I, I don't. I, I get it when I speak to uh, audiences of entrepreneurs, um, but I get it uh, much, much less. You know. It's... Well, we're thrilled to have you on for a couple of episodes, Tom. We'll, we'll do one here. We're, we're going to focus on differentiation and how firms and, and accountants cpas differentiate themselves and then we'll get you another one on client service and experience which is a deep topic for you but let's start out generally for people that haven't come across you and don't know you as the legend that you are explain briefly what you you do and what your world comprises yeah so i've been in uh, the cpa profession for over 40 years um, I spent the first seven of that with Ernst & Young, um, including three in their national tax office in Washington, D.C. I spent four years of that with a Fortune 1000 company as their in-house tax advisor, another 25 years buying and building and selling CPA firms, including, and while I was doing that, was teaching at Arizona State University in their Master's of Tax program for about 14 years. And... Uh, the last five years have spent my time building a network of CPA firms focused uh, on differentiating themselves. So, which is why the topic is is so important to us. We have um, I've been very privileged to spend. Most people know me; they know me as Robert Kiyosaki of Rich Dad Poor Dad fame. Um, his tax advisor. He's very public about that and uh, very generous um, as uh, as including me 
in his uh, in his small circle. And so I've traveled the world with Robert. And uh, so I've gotten to see, you know, I've gotten to see uh, tax laws in other countries. We've gotten to see entrepreneurs, investors in other countries. And uh, recently with uh, the Air Group, have uh, gotten to see CPAs in other countries. So it's, and it's great to have you in our Air Group, our accounting influencers roundtable that may come up a little bit later. But two things I want to touch on there. You've been in this game a long, long time. What has changed over the last few years in the accounting game from where you started, if anything? Well, I, uh, mostly I think it's it's uh, uh, technology. Unfortunately, there's too much that hasn't changed. That's my biggest complaint is that more needs to have changed than has. Uh, you know, a lot of white haired, old white haired guys like me um, in the profession, frankly, and uh, hopefully we're making way for some of the young bucks like you and, uh, you know, bringing in more of that young blood, which had, with a very different um, perspective, uh, both on technology and on uh, client service. I appreciate the reference to me as young blood, but uh, are there enough of this young blood, this new generation coming through, Tom, or is that why these older people are just hanging on because they don't feel they're handing over the reins to safe hands? Uh, yeah, I think it depends on how fast technology moves. You know, I, I think technology, you know, we often look to technology to save the climate or save energy or food, save food production. Um, I think right now we're looking to technology to save the accounting profession. And uh, because of, because we don't have a lot of young blood coming in. I mean, we have, I, I will say in our, in our network of about 60 firms, um, most are under 40. Uh, most of them are under 40. So we are seeing that in our network. Um, but when I still go to conferences, you, you know, you go to conferences and you see a lot of um, old folks like me. You mentioned Robert Kiyosaki, and yes, he's been very gracious in public and, and saying how important you've been in his building his empire. That is a name that many people would resonate with. Let me ask you, what has Robert Kiyosaki taught you about business? Uh, it, what he's really taught me is that it's all about a brand. It, it really, business is about a brand. And if you look at uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, there's, there's your brand. Um, you know, that's, that's, what's amazing about what he's built is he's built a brand. Uh, it's not the operations of the business. Yes, they're important, but they, you know, it's, it's really the brand and how are you different from everybody else? You know, Robert took with rich dad, poor dad, he took the opposite approach, right? He took the approach of, well, you know, there are other investments other than the stock market and the, you know, the old idea of, you know, going to school, getting a job, buying a house and, and putting your money in the stock market is a bad idea. Well, that's still 90% of the public still does that. And so he's taking the 10% approach. And uh, we, we did the same thing when I wrote my uh, bestseller tax-free wealth uh, over 10 years ago. Um, uh, I took the opposite approach. I said, look, tax, it's tax-free wealth. It's about um, the tax law is a series of incentives intended to reduce your taxes and taxes can be a positive thing. So, you know, it's, it's when you take a very different approach to the market, you know, we call that the blue ocean, right? There's a red ocean out there with a lot of blood in it and everybody's doing tax returns and everybody's doing financial statements and everybody's doing audits and how do you distinguish yourself? And really what, what we've done successfully is really taken a very different approach, which fortunately corresponded to my personality and my, way of looking at life. So I, you know, I always taken, I, I've always seen life through rose colored glasses. And so, you know, to be able to take a topic like tax and make it simple, uh, make it, uh, I like to make taxes fun, easy, and understandable. That's our brand.
we make taxes fun, easy, and understandable. And that's an unusual, you know, it's it's not where most people go. Well, Robert Kiyosaki, his brand was so transcending that it even ended up as a board game, which I played once back in the day. So there you go. It's a great game. So let's talk about differentiation. Where do we start with that with CPAs? Because so many accounting firm websites look the same. They make the same promises. The accountants as individuals say the same things. They sell the same stuff for roughly the same price to similar clients. Is it really necessary for a CPA firm to distinguish themselves from others? They're going to get work, aren't they, Tom? Well, it depends. Uh, do you want to compete on price or do you want to keep compete on value? Fair comments. So, you know, most accountants compete on price, which is, you know, it's a race to the bottom. It's a terrible way to go. And why would you ever, you know, I don't know about you. I, why would you ever want to compete on price? I've never, ever competed on price ever. Um, but then I, you know, I grew up in the big four accounting firms, right? I, I grew up with, uh, in the NY world and uh, they didn't compete on price ever. So it was always a competition of what can we provide? What can we do differently than somebody else? So I actually always start with who you are. I think you ought to look at, okay, in my perfect world, who's my ideal client? Who do I want to serve and what do I want to, what, what do I want to do with them? Because that's really your brand. And most accountants, they're trying to be everything to everybody. And I get that. I've been there, done that. Um, but it's a mistake because you, you, what you really want, I mean, if you, if you're talking about your ideal firm, you want to attract people that you like hanging around with, you know, I mean, why would you want to attract just anybody? Why not attract people that want what you want, that want your services, that want, that, that like your style. You know, I mean, not everybody likes Tom Wheelwright's style. I, I get that. That's fine. Okay. There's lots of accountants out there. Um, but I want to attract those people that work with me. I mean, Robert's a good example of that. We're both students. Uh, Robert is a great student. He's always learning. I mean, I'm, I'm watching a video this morning that he sent me. He said, Tom, you need to watch this video and let's discuss it this afternoon. And that's what he does. So I like people who want to learn. So my clients, for example, um, and I have my own CPA firm besides running the network and my clients all want to learn. And I, if they don't want to learn, I don't want them for clients. So I really think you, I really think you start with who are you, you know, I mean, forget your clients, forget your services, just who do you want? Who do you want to be around? And Tom, you've got the privilege of owning your own accounting firm. So you're autonomous, you make decisions, you have the power at the top. Many of our listeners will be struggling with that in so far as they're employed. So they've got people above them in leadership roles that are setting culture and setting direction of the firm. And the brand is quite bland and genetic and they don't so much have a say in that. So what would you say to them? Find a firm that fits you or start <laughs> your own firm. I mean, it's, you know, I, I started my own firm in 1995 and the reason I did, um, so I had a, I had a client and this client he had, I, I did his, the, the work for his businesses and he had a different accountant who did his personal work. And, um, uh, cause I did his work. Yeah. You know, he was actually a client of mine at Ernst and Young. And, uh, and I looked at this guy and he was driving a Lexus and I was driving a Mazda and I'm going, wait a minute, because I knew this guy was, it was not that smart. He wasn't, I mean, he was a good guy, but he was not that smart. I'm going, wait a minute. He's driving, he's driving a much nicer car than I'm driving. And I'm going, something's wrong with this picture. I have so much more, I had more experience than he did. I had more knowledge than he did. I knew I was a better tax professional than he was. And yet he was driving a nicer car. Why? Because he owned his practice and I didn't. And, and that's, it's that simple. You know, it's, uh, 
people find that the, the day they own their practice, they double their income. So if you don't like where you are, move. That's solid advice. And perhaps people are listening to you with the great resignation that we have right now, where people are recalibrating their lives and saying, do I want this? Do I want to be chained to a desk for 10, 15 years? Do I want to be working with clients I don't enjoy? Do I want to be doing work I don't enjoy? So there's a lot of movement. Are you seeing that in your world? Uh, yes, actually to our benefit. So I, uh, I, uh, you know, I'm the, I'm, we're the recipient of that movement. We want a recruitment drive, right, Tom? <laughs> always. We're always recruiting, always, always, always recruiting. So we've had, um, we've hired, uh, how many, I think four people this year. You know, I hear people say, well, it's so hard to recruit. I'm going, well, cause you don't have a brand. That's why it's so hard to recruit. Um, we, we get people that come to us saying, I read tax-free wealth that changed my life, changed the way I looked at things. And I want to work, you know, I saw that there was an opportunity to work in your firm and I jumped at it. And, you know, that's a privilege that, you know, it's not something that comes overnight. Um, but I will say that it's, it's pretty sweet. You know, when, when you're so well established that people know who you are and they know what you do and they know what you want, they know what you, you know, what you believe and you're so clear in your message that they go, that's what I want. And because not everybody should be working. I mean, I don't want everybody that, you know, everybody applies doesn't get a job offer from us. So, um, you know, we, we want certain people, uh, it, it's, it's, we, we are, uh, um, we're, we're tough because we do very complex work. And if you don't want to do complex work, you probably shouldn't come to work for my firm. Yeah. And you said a benefit of differentiating yourself is that you don't compete on price. But another thing is you build a stronger employer brand by saying, this is what we stand for. This is what it's like to work for our firm. This is the kind of work that we do. And that means that the labor shortage doesn't really affect you. Yeah, for, for sure. Uh, you know, we, we compete, you know, we have a very different view of things and we'll talk about this. I know in another podcast, but um, we believe that it's all about the clients. It's not, it's not about the staff. It's not about, it's not about the owners. It's not about the CPAs. It is about the clients and we're very uh, client centric and that's a, it's a different approach and it's not for everybody, but, and there are people who go, well, you know, I need you to worry about me. I'm going, I'm, I'm not going to. If you're worried about the client, if you want to do something great, if you love entrepreneurs, we're a great place to work. But if you, if you want a nine to five job and you just want to go through the motions, we're a terrible place to work. Hmm. Accountants don't normally think of differentiating themselves in the marketplace because they think that there's plenty of work out there. There are mandated service. It's required by law that you get your audit done and, and all of this stuff and compliance is king. But differentiating itself gives you choices in the marketplace to say no to the wrong kind of clients and say yes to the right ones. You'd go along with that for sure. Wouldn't you? Oh, no question. I, I, that's the best part of it. So, you know, when I started my firm, I, I, I mean, I took all comers. I was like everybody else. I just took everybody who came along. I was looking for, I, you know, I, I need to put food on the table. Um, but what I found was, is that once I started, once we started differentiating ourselves and my, my current partner, who's been my partner for well over 20 years, um, she and I decided we were going to, you know, really develop a brand. We were going to, going to behave a certain way. We wanted a certain type of client. Once we decided that it completely changed everything and actually made client acquisition easier because then people knew who we were. They knew why would they come to us? And I have people that will come to, you know, I, I have people all over the world that want to come to us. So it's, it's a, it, it's a great place to be, but it's, we're only there because we made a very specific decision about who we are and who we wanted for clients. Did you start out that way, Tom, or did you go down the road of taking all kinds of clients and then had to draw a line in the sand and even 
get rid of some clients because I know there'll be listeners that are, are saying it's all it all sounds great what Tom said I'd love to have a niche but I've got clients in construction and property and leisure and all kinds of areas and I can't really let that income go yeah so uh so well first of all um <laughs> clients uh CPAs are terrible at selling um <laughs> that, you know C CPA cannot uh, CPA cannot sell I, we don't even try to teach CPAs how to sell. We we actually hire salespeople and we we let salespeople do their jobs. So they don't even sell themselves well, Tom, do they? No, they're terrible. I mean, CPAs are they they think say sell is a four letter word that they should avoid at all costs. Um, and and so because they can't sell, then they're worried about losing a client. So it's always fear. So they operate out of fear. So, you know, when you operate in a fear, it's a bad place to be, frankly. Why would you live your life in fear? But most, most CPAs do live their life in fear. Most accounts live their life in fear of losing a client. So I'll tell you, so, so here's the story. So a number of years ago, when we made this decision, uh, my partner and I, um, we looked at, we had a book of business of about $800,000 US of clients. And we packaged them together and we sold them. We sold a book of business. We sold off $800,000 of clients and um, they just weren't our, they, we needed the capacity. They weren't the right clients for us. Um, we didn't want to just let them go. We wanted to make sure they got taken care of. So we found another CPA who was interested and, and wanted to take care of them and we sold them. That's a fascinating story. And, and thank you for your honesty there. I'm surprised you didn't really have even one in there that you could resonate with because i guess if a firm owner said to you how do i start differentiating you would say to them the usual stuff well what clients have you got that you like working with what clients have you got in the sectors that you really enjoy or you have some experience of so you'd start with what you know we we we, we kept all those so you know we, we didn't we didn't sell the whole business i mean that was that was a that was a fraction of our business um, that we sold 800,000 was um you know way less than half probably a quarter of our business at the time and, and so, but we, you know, rather than, you know, we always hear people say, I, I hear this from um, pundits all the time saying, well, you need to, you need to, you know, you need to fire your, you know, bottom 10%. I'm going, why, why, why would you fire them when you can sell them? That makes no sense to me. And, you know, you, you probably can't sell 10%, but you could sell 20 or 30%. And um, there are buyers out there now. I mean, even if you only get 50 cents on the dollar. So, you know, if it's, you know, you sell 500,000 for $250,000, that's 250,000 you wouldn't otherwise have. So why not, you know, and, and let's get the clients. I always think, let's get the clients to where they need to be because not all clients are right for you either. I mean, it's, it's not just that, they're not right for you, but you're not right for them. So you're not doing them any favors by continuing to serve them. If you're not good at serving them, if they're not your ideal client. So I would, frankly, I would peel off those and I would look at, okay, here's what makes, you know, you can look at your favorite clients and say, what makes these my favorite clients? That'll help you figure out who you are. Right. So, um, you know, I mean, for example, for us, we love, um, first of all, you have to be interested in doing good in the world. Okay, we don't take a client that's not out there doing something good for the world. Um, it's we never take client that's just all about money ever. Um, we're we we want we have certain industries that we're particularly good at. We're very well known for real estate. We're very well known for e-commerce. Um, we're very no, well known for healthcare. So those are probably the three big industries um, that that we focus on. But I don't really care what industry you're in, uh, as long as you're 
um, as long as you're an entrepreneur. And because I want you, you know, if, you, if you're not interested in growing, I'm also not. We're also not the right place for you because we want to help you grow. And if you're not willing to have us be a partner, if you just want us to do your tax returns, we're also not a good place to go because we know that our strength is in consulting. Our strength is in planning. So, you know, we're going to be too expensive for most people just to do the tax return. And frankly, it's boring. So why would we do it? Um, so we focused on consulting, we focused on planning and we do it a certain way and, uh, we're, we're all in with our clients. I mean, we talk to our clients on a monthly basis. We don't talk to them once a year. Talk about building a brand. You walk the walk, Tom, because wealth ability is a brand. You run your own events. You have your own communities, don't you? Talk to us about some of the events that you run. Yeah. So for example, we've got an event coming up, uh, November, November 14th through 16th, uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona. And, um, we'll put we, the link in our show notes, Tom, so people can take a look at that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we invite people from anywhere. I mean, we're, you know, we particularly focus on tax strategies at this conference. This is a tax strategy conference. Um, it's interesting. You know, I know that, uh, you know, this is an international podcast here and, and I wrote tax-free wealth, you know, it's really based on us law, but I have people come up to me wherever I go. I've had people in Romania, people in um, uh, the UK, I've had people in Australia, China come up to me and say, you know, this has changed my life. I use these principles, um, that, cause they're, it's a principle-based book. I'm going, so you can take the same principles, uh, remarkably tax laws are not that dissimilar from country to country. Um, I did my new book, the win-win wealth strategy. We looked at 15 countries, including the UK, and, uh, we actually did charts and tables on 15 different countries. And it's remarkable at how similar the um, different countries are, the, the developed countries are in their tax laws. So we teach tax strategy. We teach, okay, what do you do for your clients? And so that's, for example, that's the event we do in November. Um, we do an event, which is practice development, which is, you know, how do you run your practice better? You know, how do you, how do you bill? How do you, how do you collect? You know, that, those, that basic stuff that if you're, if you're like most accountants, you're probably afraid of money. And one of our goals is to help you um, get over that fear. We want you to get over all the fears. Um, we don't want you to be afraid of losing a client. We want you to be afraid of not having too many of, of having too many clients and not being able to handle them all. That's what we want. Um, you know, we want you to not be afraid of, uh, you know, am I going to meet my bills? We, we want you to be, uh, have the opposite money problem, which is where do I put all that money that I've got sitting around? Okay. In today's market. I mean, we like, we want you to have that issue. So that's, uh, we, we just take a very, just very different approach to the practice of accounting. We, um, we think, uh, accountants should be millionaires. Um, we, we think they ought to be making a million dollars a year. Why not? And you have your own podcast too, don't you, Tom? I do. I actually have two podcasts. I have one that's the wealth ability show for CPAs, which is specifically for the CPA community. And I have one, the wealth ability show, which is for entrepreneurs all over. And that one's the, uh, that one's actually quite well known and is, uh, very highly ranked in, in, um, in the U S is the wealth ability show. And the, the reason we do that is because the wealth ability show, and I love, you know, I, as you can tell, I love talking. So, um, but, and, and I love learning. I, I really love learning. So I love being the student, right? I love being student asking the questions. So the wealth ability show gives me opportunity to ask questions of people from all different parts of the business world. And, um, I think, most of our CPA listeners also listen to the Wealth Ability Show. Um, but the CPA show, 
we're focused very specifically on, okay, now this is for CPAs, but what do CPAs need to know, for example, about a new tax law? What do CPAs need to know about billing? What do CPAs need to know about recruiting? Things like that. So it's very much more um, industry centric. Roger that. And we love the shows. We endorse them. You're part of our accounting influencers network, and it's lovely to have you in. I just want to touch as we bring it into a close on the fear that you mentioned in accountants. <clears throat> We're in a world where mental health is at a premium well-being, peace of mind, turbulent times. We're just emerging from COVID and getting things back to some kind of normal. Why should accountants be fearful? There are so many opportunities out there. Tom, give us a, a call to arms, if you like, and rally the troops to say, look, there is so much to be positive about. Well, I think we're afraid of the unknown. I think that's really where our fear comes from. And I, I think the big problem comes from we're a bunch of do-it-yourselfers and you can't do everything yourself, okay? You can't know everything. And CPAs seem to think that they need to know everything. And, you know, the, the, the key, I think the key to mental health is let other people do their job and not, not, not worry about, you know, don't be doing other people's jobs. You, you, we were, you were mentioning to me before we started here about my team, that you're always meeting a new member of my team. I'm going, yeah. And I don't, I don't, I'm not in charge of my team. I have people who are in charge of my team. Okay. They're, it's more like the team is in charge of me. And, and I let, I, you know, I used to think, well, you should let somebody do the job if they can do it 80% as well as you can. Um, that, that was kind of my mantra for a lot of years. And then I realized that most jobs, people can do 110% better than I can. So, <laughs> it's humbling, isn't it? You know, there's, um, you know, Dan Sullivan, a strategic coach, um, he, he likes to talk about your unique ability. And, you know, the more we focus on our unique ability, the happier we are and the less uh, stress we have because we're doing what we love to do and what we're really good at. So if I'm up on stage, I'm in, boy, that is, that is happy zone for me. I love being on stage. I love teaching. I love speaking. If I'm doing tax returns, I mean, that's like, that's a bad idea. First of all, I'm terrible at it. And second of all, um, it just is not something that I like doing. So, you know, why, why are you doing stuff that you don't want to do? Tom Wheelwright, qualified CPA, hates doing tax returns. You heard it here first, folks, but you're, you're absolutely right. Let's wrap this up, Tom. It's been lovely talking to you. We love your passion. We're talking about differentiation here. We're talking about standing out in a crowded marketplace. What two or three tips would you leave our listeners to set themselves apart and be that go-to CPA firm, that accountant of choice? You want to be the accountant of choice for, the, for, the, for your client of choice. And I want to be really clear. You want to be the accountant of choice for your client of choice. Well, you don't want to be the accountant of choice for everybody. All right. I, I'm not. We, we turn down. So we have a very big inflow of clients. I mean, very big. That's why we need more members of our network because we can't handle the amount of work we bring in. Um, but we turn down 80% of the people who apply to work with us and they're just not a good fit for us. You've earned the right to do that too over time, haven't you, Tom? You've set your stall out and said, this is who we are. And what you say no to often defines what you can say yes. Um, I think Warren Buffett said that he uh, he became a millionaire by saying yes. He became a billionaire by saying no. John Maxwell says, uh, say no to the good so you can say yes to the great. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, it, it's hard. It's hard because, you know, we're, again, but it's, if, if you had a constant request for your services, you never worry about, okay, do I have to serve this type of person? No. And so that's actually what we built for our network members is we built this constant flow of new clients. Um, there are so many CPA firms that don't do a good job 
and we'll talk about client service another time, but they don't do a good job that it's pretty easy. You know, as, as you know, Rob, you only have to be, um, you, you really, all you have to do is do what you say you're going to do and you're in the top 10%. Tom Wainwright's a great place to finish. So many wonderful insights there. Thank you so much for your time, your passion and your insights today. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Influencers in Accounting. Brought to you by Advanced Track. Your access to world-class accounting leaders, global influencers and thought leaders. Discover what makes accounting firms great and accounting professionals world-class. Thank you for listening to this new Talent in Accounting podcast. This is a relatively new show, but already has over a thousand listeners. So we appreciate you tuning in and sharing the show with your connections. If you have a potentially good guest you'd like to see on the show with some great insights on talent, reach out to me on LinkedIn with a message and we'll follow them up. And as we build this show up, we're looking for a couple of sponsors for whom talent and the accounting finance space is important loads of great opportunities to get your brand out there and show your key messages and even get some of your own guests on the show again drop me a message on linkedin to tee up that conversation and for great podcast content elsewhere make sure you subscribe to our main show accounting influencers goes out every monday and join the forty thousand listeners in 150 countries for brilliant interviews with the top leaders experts and influencers in the accounting and fintech world finally why don't you join us and our community with some conversations at our next virtual speed networking session these are now taking place every two months for accounting, finance, and tech professionals. 75 minutes of speed dating, great discussions, raising your personal profile, making new connections. Go to accountinginfluencers.com to register your free place for our next event. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.